Welcome to Mama Needs More, episode number one. Welcome to Mama Needs More, the podcast dedicated to helping you get more from life outside of motherhood. Because let's face it, you're a human too. I'm your host, Kylie Van Gelder, a mom of two wild little miracles and a certified life coach with a master's in psychology. On a weekly basis, I'll bring you a no BS episode full of tips and tricks on how you can boost your confidence and do more of the things you love. It's all about what you need. So come on, let's get started. Welcome to the very first episode of Mama Needs More. I cannot even describe how excited I am. I'm like sitting here with a massive smile on my face because I have been sitting on the idea of doing a podcast for at least three or four years. I had a dozen excuses. Of course, being a mom, my number one excuse was I don't have time. But I'm here now and I'm doing this and I am beyond excited and so very grateful for you today for listening to this podcast and taking the time out of your busy day to connect with me and learn a little bit more about what this show is about. I thought for the very first episode, what might be helpful is to do an introduction, a little bit about my background, who I am, who I was, who I am now, a big comparison. It's a massive leap, by the way. And how I got into what it is that I do. I mean, you heard in the introduction, I'm a life coach and I have a master's in psychology. So how did I get to that point of doing those things? And how did I get to the point of doing a podcast? I thought that might be a little bit helpful. And I'm hoping that by sharing my story and what I have gone through and how I have changed, I'm hoping that motivates you to share your story with me as well. And maybe together we can connect and see how we can learn and grow together. That's the whole point of this show as moms to support each other in becoming more than being a mom because we know we want more. We know that there's more for us out there. And that is the point of this show. So to get started, my name is Kylie, as you heard in the introduction, Kylie Van Gelder. I have a very, very Dutch last name, and that is because I married a very Dutch man. His name is Jeroen, which is a Dutch name. You pronounce it like the color maroon. You just say ya instead of ma, something I have learned over the many, many years that we've been together to explain to people how to say his name. And we met on a cruise ship in 1999. We're coming up to 24 years this year and at the end of this year. And it has been a phenomenal journey, I have to say. Together, we have two miracle babies. And I'll explain why I call them miracle babies in a few minutes. And a cat named Luna. Luna is 12, by the way. <laughs> our kids are six and a half. Caden, he's six and a half. And our daughter, Ella, just turned five in December. A little bit about my history and how I got here. I spent over 15 years working in the corporate world, but I always felt like I didn't fit in. Like I should have been doing something else with my life. Like being in the corporate world was temporary. 15 years temporary. Mainly though, I stuck around for so long because I had a fear of the unknown. I had zero clue who I was or what it was I wanted to do with my life. I had this belief that I needed safety and security in a job. These were my number one priorities. And I constantly doubted my own capabilities. And that's what kept me in a job for so long that just simply didn't suit me. I mean, I have friends who are powerhouses in the corporate environment. That suits them to a T. It just didn't me. 
And to add to this, shortly after moving to the Netherlands in 2005, I became an extreme perfectionist because I was working also in an environment that simply wasn't suited for me. Perfectionism was something for me that was always lingering in the background, but it exploded when I was here in my mid-20s. So you can also do the math on that. I'm now in my 40s, and I love being in my 40s, by the way. But anyway, perfectionism, that is who I was. I am now a recovering perfectionist. But for so, so long, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I wasn't smart enough or educated enough. All just all this feeling of simply not being good enough. I felt I wasn't good enough. I became the perfectly ironed, cordless hair straightener in a handbag woman who always had, had backup pantyhose, for example, like really control was my middle name. The public me, the one that the people saw at work, was always smiling and fake laughing and at, at a joke, you know, that I really didn't care about. I, I mean, honestly, I perfected the fake laugh. I got really, really good at it. Private me, though, completely different story. I was bitter. I felt entitled, like I was deserving of something I hadn't even earned. I was angry at everyone else for being what I thought for being idiots. I mean, that's that was my perception that other people were idiots. My motto was the blame game. It was everyone else's problem and not mine. Mistakes happen. It was someone else because me, no, I, I was perfect, right? I was in control. I knew what I was doing. And for some reason that I have yet to fully understand, Yeroon stayed with me. And man, like, <laughs> why he stayed with me? I don't know. I have to really, I've asked him before and I just, I still have a hard time getting it because man, I was a freaking bitch sometimes, really. But things started to change when I was roughly 31 years old, and we decided to have kids. We decided to have children. I mean, why Yeroon wanted to have children with someone who could be like that, I don't know. But anyway, lucky me, I guess. And having kids for us didn't work out as planned. It took almost six years and five miscarriages before our son Caden was born. And that was a moment in my life of loneliness, sadness, and a friggin' wake-up call. Like, really. So I had what was called early recurring miscarriages. It's where you have miscarriages before um, 10 weeks old, 8 and 10 weeks old, for, or 8 and 10 weeks along. And that's what I kept having. I had heard um, my the, the miscarriages. I had heard their heartbeat before. I actually miscarried in a grocery store. I miscarried on my own bathroom floor. Um, I held the the sack with the babies or the, the fetus in it. It was just beyond a traumatic experience for me in my life, but a massive, like I said, a massive wake-up call. So we tried multiple medical interventions, including things, something called IUI and IVF. Many of you probably heard of IVF, but in any case, feel free to Google these. I'm not here to explain the terms. For a very long time, no one knew what we were going through. I mean, I totally refused to share it, and I forbade Yeroon, forbade, 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 sounds like such a fancy word, forbade Yeroon from sharing. It was my dirty little lawn, my dirty laundry, my dirty little secret. My body was failing, and it was my failure to cover up. This is what I felt. I was crumbling inside, and I didn't know what to do. 
I think it was roughly around miscarriage number three when we started sharing things because it was this miscarriage that became this shifting moment for me. You know, sometimes they say you have to hit rock bottom. I, I didn't hit rock bottom or they say you have to hit rock bottom in order to make a massive change. And I believe that that can help people for sure. And at this point, I hadn't yet hit rock bottom. I don't know if I've ever truly hit rock bottom, but it was just things started to shift for me in my perfectionist world started to change. And I knew this because after that third miscarriage, we decided to go on a holiday and uh, it was a New Year's Eve thing. We just wanted to get away for, for a week or something like that. So we traveled, we flew away and uh, to someplace warm. And when we arrived, Yeroon's luggage showed up. Everyone else's luggage showed up, but no, not Kylie's. My luggage didn't show up. And I saw Yeroon look at me with this nervousness in his eyes. And I was like, whatever, you know, ooh, excuse to go shopping, whatever it was I said. And I went to the desk that they, I was told to go to, and they actually knew already that my luggage hadn't shown up because they said, oh, at the time, Yeroon and I weren't married. So uh, Miss Windsor, yes, your luggage was left behind at the airport. It will be here tomorrow. Please fill out these forms and we will deliver it to your hotel. And I was like, cool, wow, you know, they've arranged everything. And your room still was like, I don't know if he was standing, I think he was staying at a bit of a distance, like waiting for some bomb to go off. And in the in the taxi on the way to the hotel, same thing. He was just looking at me strange. And I noticed it, but I thought, well, I'm not going to ask him in the taxi why he's looking at me so weird. But I hadn't clued into anything yet. Then we get to the hotel room and he's like, um, baby, like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, why? And he's like, well, because you didn't yell at anyone. You didn't get angry. You're not angry at the fact that your luggage isn't here and you have to wait a day. And I thought to myself, holy shit, I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers and blaming someone and freaking out at the guy who didn't put my luggage on on the belt or didn't put my luggage on the plane. You know, I mean, now I see oh, people make mistakes, whatever. But back then, whoa, I didn't see that at all. I didn't yell at the guy who came up to me and said, your luggage is missing. Please fill out this form. Nothing. And I realized I cannot control everything. And that was a massive eye opener for me. And then um, a few months later, we went on another trip just by chance. We don't normally travel that often close to close to so close together. But we went on another trip and again, my luggage didn't show up. I mean, seriously. And of course, everyone else's did. I felt like, okay, someone or something must be testing me. But yes, I get the message. I can't control everything. It's time to make a change. This is what was going through my head. Things have to change. And after miscarriage number three, we decided to take a few months off from trying. And I decided to make some changes in my life. So I signed up to go back to school for a master's in psychology at age 35 because I feel like you are never too old to learn or make a change. And I wanted to live up to that. So I went back to school. And during this time, um, I ended up actually also having two more miscarriages because we decided to get started again, being that I was 35 years old, get started again with trying for, for babies just to make sure that I got the message again you cannot control everything. I had those two other miscarriages. At least that's what I'm saying now. Make sure I got the message. But 
I, I have to admit, as much as things were starting to change, I didn't change overnight. I still didn't feel better about being me. I still felt like I wasn't good enough or smart enough or capable enough. And for those of you who think that just because someone has an education, that they are smarter or better than you, that is total bullshit. Okay, because I have a master's in psychology and I don't feel any different than I did before the master's in psychology. And I also didn't feel smarter after I had it. Absolutely not. If anything, I still felt like an imposter. I had imposter syndrome, which means that I thought people were going to find out that I was a fraud, that I was faking it, that I wasn't actually, I didn't belong where I belonged or where I was. I didn't belong in the corporate world. I wasn't smart enough to be there. I didn't belong as someone who was doing a master's. I wasn't smart enough to be there. All of these things were going through my head. And yeah, I just, I still felt not capable enough. And I even started to think during these miscarriages, especially during the last two, that I was being punished from my former teenage stupidity years. I call them my teenage stupidity years. And anyone who's listening to this now who knows me from when I was a teenager, I know you are going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, those were stupid years for you. Yes, absolutely. Because they were. But the sad part, I thought I was being punished for them. I thought something, someone, somewhere, somehow was punishing me through having me have miscarriages. Little did I know, these miscarriages have brought me an enormous amount of eye-opening, life-changing, amazing things that I'm, in a strange way, thankful for them. So, I mean, that just goes to show how much I've grown, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. So, I just before I started my master's, I had also started therapy. And it was the first time I worked with a male therapist, by the way. I'd always worked with female therapists. Nothing against female therapists. I think I simply needed the male figure. And he was a phenomenal therapist as well. He, for the first time, and I think things also lined up with the miscarriages and me starting to release control and also going back to school and feeling like I was doing something for myself. And then meeting him, who was a fantastic therapist. I started for the first time to poke holes in my massive concrete wall. Yeroon, I think, even got to peek over a few times before I'd like seal it back up again. And then, yeah, I, I finished school. I had those two miscarriages and Caden came along. And I officially became a mom. Sleeplessness, sleeplessness and battling my own lifelong challenges. I mean, it was tough. I, I realized through those miscarriages and through my education and through the changes, through the therapy I had gone through and through the changes that I was making, I realized I didn't want to dump my emotional baggage onto him. I didn't want my past. I mean, we all have a past and how much that past affects us and what we take from that past, it's, it's up to us. I mean, our past has made us who we are today. But at the time for me, you know, I was still trying to heal the bad parts of my past that we all have those moments, those traumatic events, those people that may have impacted us more than, than we would have liked. And so I, I didn't want to dump my emotional baggage onto him. And truth be told, I'm, I'm a human being. So I was still learning. I am still learning. I mean, I'm a work in progress. We all are. 
And so I made mistakes and I will continue to make mistakes. The point is now I hopefully learn from them and make a change. But in any case, nine months after he was born, I got pregnant with our daughter, Ella, and she was born when I was 38 years old. I was, I mean, having kids in your 20s, I think would be like, I don't know, just a breath of fresh air compared to, compare to being in your late 30s, where, you know, if you if you drink on a Friday night, you still feel hungover on a Tuesday. So yeah, I was fantastically exhausted and on a high also, because not only was, well, so right before Ella was born, when I was seven months pregnant with her, after working in the corporate world for 15 years, I was working on a project at the time for this company and the project had finished or was finishing up. And they said to me, unless you look for something else within the organization, the project is closing. So you'll be out of a job, which I knew I was working to get rid of my job anyway. But the package, if you decide to leave, is two years full pay. I mean, I was seven months pregnant with Ella and I knew I didn't want to be in the corporate world. And I thought, this is it. This is my moment. Two years fully paid. I am going to be like this yogi, detox, guru, whatever. But I am going to do this, figure my shit out. And well, at least I thought I would because there I was with an 18-month-old and a newborn. In what fresh hell did I think I would have any time to get anything more than a few minutes of drool-ridden sleep? Like, honestly, I was just wiped. And so I didn't become this yogi detoxed mom that I had hoped for. But with Yeroon's support, I went on to get coached. I was coached on understanding and expressing my emotions. I was devouring personal development books. I joined a writing group, a writing workshop with two, which was coached by two best-selling authors who were also actually, who are also life coaches as well. It was after this experience is working with these other women and learning their stories and hearing where they came from that I realized I wanted to help other women who were struggling with their life. I mean, I had made these gigantic leaps, okay, by making any mini tiny baby steps at a time. In the end, turned out to be gigantic leaps from being this angry, bitter woman blaming everyone else to realizing that I don't want to dump my emotional baggage on my kids and that I want to be a better person and I want to help people. That it was a massive shift for me in a few years. And so I went on to become a certified life coach. I received more coaching from some amazing women who have helped me transform into a woman with passion and purpose. I mean, I went from not knowing anything about what it is I wanted to do into having a purpose, having a reason, wanting to help others, wanting to give back. And I began to realize that although I love, I absolutely love being a mom, I also want more. I need more in my life. And just like you, I deserve more in my life. We deserve to be happy. How often as moms do we give up our hopes and dreams? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll start on things when the kids get older. Or, you know, you're so busy taking care of your household that you forget to take care of yourself. I mean, the word self-care for me for a long time, I was like, um, okay, I'm a mom. Like, I don't have time to take care of myself. Thank you very much. But that's not true. I mean, you can do self-care by taking one extra minute in the shower just to calmly breathe in and out. And 
I think that as moms, we we are, we're taking care of the house, we're doing the laundry, we're arranging all the birthday parties, the Christmas gifts, the birthday gifts, the, the, uh, the, the whatever, the lunches, the snacks, the whole hoopla every time someone visits. I mean, my God, what do we do to ourselves? And we also work. I think that we put ourselves on the back burner. But if we as women do not show our children, if we as moms do not show our children what it means for us to be truly happy, then what example are we setting for them? And now if your kids are older, no, of course not. All hope is not lost. At any point in time, you can make a change in your life. Like I said, you're never too old. It is never too late. Any point in time, you can make a change in your life. And that is exactly what I'm hoping that this show will do. I'm hoping that together we will be able to learn and grow from each other's stories and from the women that I'll interview on this show that we can see that as moms, we can, we can be that more that we need to be for ourselves so that we can have a happier, more fulfilling whole life and for our children so that they can be inspired by us, so that they can see that life is about finding your purpose. Life is about being happy and fulfilled. Life is about doing the things that you love and enjoy and not just about getting by and not just about coasting. I really hope that this introduction episode has given you a little bit more into who I am and what this show is all about. I My goal for this show is to bring to you tips and tricks. I mean, stories and messages from other women. I want to focus on boosting confidence, helping you get unstuck, helping you feel and know and believe that you are enough, helping you shift some of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back and everything in between. I, I am just going to take one topic each week and discuss it in short little episodes. And then, like I said, once a month, I'll interview another woman, who a mom who is rocking it in the non-mama world. And those episodes will be a little bit longer so that we can both gain from it. I mean, I'll pick their brains as much as I can so that we can get as much as we can out of it as well. I look forward to connecting with you. I hope that you reach out and that we yeah, can get to know each other even better. You can connect with me on Instagram at, at well, my handle is at Kylie Van Gelder or on my website, kylievangelder.com. You can book an appointment with me if you want so that we can connect and chat or you can DM me on Instagram, also works. I'll put this stuff in the show notes and I look forward to hearing from you. I am so excited to be given the opportunity to connect with you to hopefully also make an impact in your life because that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.